Hi, I'm Annette Rue, and this is Ruminate on That. Hey everyone, it is really good to be back with you in season three of the podcast. It was started a little bit later than I hoped in the year. However, that was for a great reason because uh, life took some great twists and some really exciting changes are in place. I started a new position at a new church here in the Atlanta area, and it's just been amazing. It's It's been a really exciting ride so far. God is doing some really cool things. So delayed the start of this season, but I'm just really excited for the conversations that we're going to have uh, in this season. I'm going to be having some guests in a few of the episodes, which is going to be awesome. But as we get started today, I wanted to recap just a little bit the heart behind the podcast Um, It's been so helpful for me personally to think about this idea of ruminating, and I know that it can absolutely be done in a negative way, which sometimes is a lot of the press that gets, that rumination gets. However, that whole idea of pondering or musing on something and going back and revisiting what you thought, what you felt about it, what you experienced, and really seeking to understand it. Um, I think that it's just a, it can be a really fruitful process. And at the same time, we're going to, in some of the topics we cover in this season, we're going to also talk about knowing when to just uh, move on and knowing when to stop the rumination. So the practice can be so healthy. And I think especially when it comes to spiritual things, for those of you that are um, exploring faith and seeking to understand God more, rumination is a really powerful process, especially with God's word. But there are definitely times when you reach a point and it's time to let it go. It's time to move forward. It's time to accept what you have learned from it. And continue to move forward. And that actually kind of catapults us into this introductory episode um, for season three, um, where I'm talking about how normal is overrated. (laughs) So March of 2020 will live on in infamy, right? And we will all be a part of the generation that lived through a global pandemic, a, a true global event that touched every corner of the planet. And I have thought about that and how unique that is, you know, because we've had some really incredible events that reached, you know, many continents and people were at least aware that things were happening. A lot of natural disasters and things like that were heavily impacted around the world. But this pandemic literally touched every nation in in the world and every people group that we're aware of has been impacted by this pandemic. And that is really astronomical. And it's been amazing as I've done, as so many have done, of taking time to just kind of ruminate on the impact of it and how things are changing. Um, Some things that I don't know that they'll ever be the same again. And as we are thinking about that, um, here we are at the two-year mark um, as I'm starting this season According to the CDC's website, March 15th was actually the day that in the United States, um, a lot of states began to shut down and they issued the shelter in place order. 
trying to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And I think about all the things that we knew and so many things that we did not know. And it's a day that we will all remember. I think we're all going to be able to remember and talk about uh, what was happening, what we had been doing, you know, and then the, the coming events that resulted from that. It was transformational and certainly surreal for quite a while. And so as we're coming upon this two-year mark, um, I've tried to implement a practice in my own life of taking time to look back and reflect and take note of some things. And there are some things, sometimes that leads me to a place of recognizing that, um, wow, I've really learned more than I realized. And that's exciting. And I'm grateful for that. Um, But then there's also times that I look back and I realize, wow, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm still holding on to something. There's something I'm still hoping will happen something I hope will go back to the way it was. Um, I generally love change. I'm just one of those personality types that really likes new things, um, new adventures. But there are definitely times where I just miss the way it was. And I'm sure you can all relate to that. Sometimes it's, you know, the status of a relationship, maybe a friendship that you had years ago, and you still find yourself when you see a picture of that person, or maybe you you know, see something briefly on social media, and you just find yourself wishing like, ah, I wish I wish things were like they used to be with that person. And when I look at where we are, two years after a pandemic, and we are still feeling the impacts, it's still affecting us um, in very different ways than it was then, but it it still continues, I think we're going to feel the effects of it for years to come. And in some ways, some things will never be the same. And so we can find ourselves in this place of like, uh, I just want to get back to normal. And I, I definitely hear that in my community and the people in my circle of like, oh, I just want to get back to normal. I just, I don't want to deal with, you know, these precautions. I don't want to, you know, things that we are just really tired and weary of doing. And then, you know, you look at the economy and all of the different ways that it's been impacted. There are so many variables in place. Uh, it's overwhelming to try to understand it all. And and we just long for, wow, you know, we, we didn't realize a couple of years ago how simple and, and straightforward and like we understood certain things and they were just really consistent. And I just wish we could go back to that. Um, I was listening to a podcast with Mark Sayers and I he said a, cu- a couple of things that really struck me as I was preparing for this season because I find myself longing for some things before and just going, oh, I just want to feel normal. I just want it to feel normal. And, you know, when you go to church on a Sunday, that's something that's a big part of our family's practice. And it's just still not quite what it was. It's like, oh, I just want it to feel normal. You know, there's just things that we miss. And Mark Sayers, he said, you know, one of the things that really has come from this, we've, I feel like we've all really been humbled. Um by this whole experience, because in a lot of ways, he says, we, we, it's like we think that we had mastered nature, that we had gotten control and we knew how to control nature. And this has showed us that that is absolutely false. That is just not reality whatsoever. Uh, We have not tamed nature. Uh, This tiny invisible virus um, literally came and changed everything and is has marked us and and so as we're looking at 
how do we go forward? Um, wh- how do we how do we look back at the things that we miss and and try to recover some sense of normalcy, some sense of stability? I think is really what we're looking for. How do we balance that desire in wanting to have some stability, which is totally reasonable, and we can't live in flux all the time? It's exhausting, and nobody can do that long term. How do we do that with out with also recognizing that? Um, Normal isn't just, it's just not going to be what it was. It's unrealistic to think that we can go back. Um, We're changed. Culture has significantly shifted in so many areas. And there just really is nothing that we can do to, to roll back the time. We just can't do that. And so when I say that normal is overrated, um, I want to call us to ruminate on some things and and maybe recognize that we need to let go of some things that are very important. And then we also, we really need to hang on to some other things. And so I'm going to offer three contrasting things. We're going to let go of one thing and I'm going to propose that we hang on to something else that that we learned, that I learned from this time. And that also just people in my world, you know, as we talk and kind of process, you know, different things that happen together. These are just themes that I'm hearing from a lot of people. And I hope will be helpful for you to think about and to pray about. And the first one is that, you know, as we are two years now from this pandemic um, and not out of it, but we are seeing signs of moving forward, I think we need to let go of isolation. Um, It was necessary for us to shelter in place and to protect ourselves and also to protect others um, you know, from this virus that was very mysterious and we didn't understand. And so we went into isolation and, you know, you were in your home with just your family or whoever you lived with at the time. And in some cases, people lived alone. So they were literally isolated. And I think that it is time for us to move away from isolation. And it's unfortunately, because of that process, a lot of people got comfortable in isolation Um, you know, I think we all resisted it in some way and at some point, but I think that, that people have become very accustomed to just staying at home. Almost everything can be brought to your home. It's not, it's almost become unnecessary to leave if you really want to avoid it. And so isolation has just become kind of a social norm. And I think we all have a brand new level of understanding of the appeal of isolation, which is odd because I think that I, I don't know that the general population would have felt that way before. Uh, certainly you have people that tend to be more introverted and they, they're really refreshed and refueled by being alone. And that's very healthy, depending on how you're wired. Uh, we all need that balance. But isolation is different um, of just choosing to kind of close out the world and retreat back into your own space to just be without any interaction or with only digital interaction. It is just very dangerous for the human psyche and has a huge impact on the human heart. And in some ways, I think as we look around us, we can see people in social atrophy. There are some things that it's almost like we've forgotten how to do because of spending so much time separated from each other. And I think we need to let go of isolation. And on the flip side of that, I think we need to hang on to others' mindedness. 
I think one thing the pandemic helped us to be more mindful of was is like how my how my actions can impact others. There are things that I now think about when I'm in public that I never did before. I think about the amount of space, you know, that someone else has and how they might feel comfortable with that or uncomfortable with that if I'm too close, depending on people's circumstances, you know, and I I just never would have been aware of that before. Others' mindedness is all about not just focusing on everyone else, but being mindful of what is happening around you and how your decisions and the choices that you make actually impact other people too. I think that we have taken for granted how our our decisions uh, impact other people. And, and we can definitely go too far with that in being so sensitive that we don't express ourselves honestly or we are fearful and we just retreat because we don't want to do anything wrong, right? But while we're letting go of isolation and we just cannot hold ourselves away anymore, we also need to hang on to others' mindedness. That is literally part of having the mind of Christ. He's he's encouraged us. He said to his disciples, Jesus did, he said to his disciples, he said, they're going to know that you are my disciples by the way you love one another. And, and loving each other is not just an emotional experience. It's literally how you care, the way you live and speak to one another, um, the precautions that you take, the, you know, when someone is just really considerate and they think about how you would feel or uh, there's just nothing better than when my husband walks in and he picked something up for me just because he knew that I would like it. He was having me in mind. He was being mindful of me when he was out doing his own thing. Others mindedness is a beautiful gift. And I think that in some ways we learned that from the pandemic and I hope that we can hang on to that. Another thing that we need to let go of, and I never liked the terminology from day one, is social distancing. Um, I understand the importance. I just wish we would have called it physical distancing and not social distancing. I, I'm sure that the intent was not um, you know, to tell people to be socially isolated. But I think that there was um, something that came of that. I think social distance it really took a toll on, on us and, and our thinking. And unfortunately, I think that sometimes the social distancing, you know, that was necessary for physical safety and for transferring a virus, which I, we all understand the wisdom of that. However, it again uh, caused us to just pull back from people in general. And we have to be very mindful while we're being wise and while we're being safe, you can still be socially connected. I can stand at a further distance from someone and still have a conversation and show care with them. And I think that we just shut all of it down. So when we distance ourselves socially from each other and physically stood apart, we also just didn't talk. We didn't interact we just didn't, you know, stand and hold the door for someone because we were like, oh, I got to stay away. And we need to let go of that now that we are, you know, if you are, if you are, uh, your immune system is capable and you know that you're in a place now where you can function in this world at a, a little bit different way, obviously. Um, let's be very mindful of that. Even if you still need some physical distance for your comfortability, that's great. But let's not socially distance ourselves from each other. And in, in a lot of ways, I think that for a lot of people that ended up translating actually to spiritual distancing as well, I think, 
you know, we couldn't go to church. And so watching church online was all we had. Thank God for that. And I'm so grateful for the leaders across the country who I know spent hours and hours and tireless days making that available to people and trying to make it a quality experience, just doing their very best. Um, I'm working in kids ministry lately as, now too. And so I'm getting to see another side of that, the up close and how intense that season was for kids pastors just trying to connect with kids through a screen and the teachers that had to try to educate through digital means. Like, wow, I mean, that was so difficult. And I think that because we were having to shift to digital for everything and it was a necessity, we didn't have a choice. I just don't know that that translated well to spiritual connection over the long term. I think we can do anything we need to for a while, but there's something that just flips in our brain sometimes when we get out of the practice of connecting with people. I think it easily translates to getting out of the practice of connecting with God in a very personal way, especially since for a lot of people who uh, claim the name of Christ and say that they're a follower of Jesus, a lot of the way that they grow in their faith is through community and through the connection to other people. So when that was pulled away, uh, there were a lot of people that struggled in that connection with God. They had a difficult time keeping that closeness. And you think about it, spiritual distance, it's just like a long distance relationship. Um, that can work for a while. My my relationship with Steve started as a long distance relationship, but it it just doesn't work in the long term. And everyone who's experienced it will tell you that, that it will work for a while, but over time, the distance becomes a problem and it starts to hinder the growth of the relationship. And here's the reality. You just can't see things clearly at a distance. And I think the same thing is true in our relationships with each other and our relationships with God. Um, that That distance creates a problem over time. And this takes me to this other side of what we can hang on to is divine dependence. I think for a lot of people during the pandemic season, there was so much fear and it was so difficult and we just were uncertain about what was going to happen. And it, for a lot of people, it did like they leaned into what does God say about this? Where is God in all this? What is he doing? And and for those that were followers of Jesus, we, we were like just utterly dependent on him because we just didn't know what to do. Am I still going to have a job in two months? Am I, you know, like there were so many things that became uncertain. And so it triggered a divine, like a dependency that some people hadn't really experienced in such a real way. It was like God was a part of their life and they were mindful about God. But there came a dependence because literally I have no control over what is happening and God, I have to look at your word and your promises and go, that is all I have right now. That's what I'm clinging to. And so while I hope we let go of social distance, I hope that we will hang on to that sense of divine dependence. And even when some of the things come back and feel a little bit more normalized and a little bit more stable, I hope we remember that we actually, we don't have control of all of those things, that our dependence needs to come from God. And that's where our peace comes from. And then the last thing is I pray that we can let go of the fear that captivated our lives, the fear of the unknown and the uncertain. 
This was a really controlling thing for so many of us during that season with the pandemic. And for some, it is still lingers in a very real way. And my heart goes out to them. I, I pray that, that we can find some a breakthrough to move away from this sense of fear that just dominated our culture, dominated the world. There were just so many things that we didn't know and people that became so ill and loved ones that passed away, the economic pressure that it caused on businesses, the uncertainty of people losing their jobs or not being able to get back to work, so much fear. And it was very valid. It was legitimately something that was like, I don't know what I will do. And governments were scrambling to try to find measures that they that they could take to help people get through it. And so it was such a time of fear. It was so pervasive and crippling for so many people. And I hope that we can let go of that dominating fear and begin to move forward, recognizing, wow, guys, we got through a global pandemic. We came through it. We are marked by it. We are changed, but we are still here. And God is not done and he has provided a way in so many areas for us. And so let's not allow fear to control our lives as we take each step forward. It didn't take us out before. And it just doesn't have to. It doesn't have to have that kind of controlling presence in our lives. At the same time, we can hang on to the opportunity that this uncertainty can bring. That might sound overly optimistic. And I definitely can be guilty of being optimistic at times. But what I recognize, I've looked around and I've just been reading articles and I've been listening to podcasts. I've been talking to leaders in different environments. And it's amazing because while it caused so much uncertainty, the pandemic actually opened up a whole bunch of new different doors that we had not really considered before. And I hope that we, as we're letting go of fear and we're recognizing that we're not going to get back to what it was before, normal is probably not a realistic goal. Why don't we look at the problems that we are facing and acknowledge that this is where we are. I cannot do anything to control the circumstances around me, but what are the opportunities that this situation has caused that may bring some new new doors to open or perhaps a different way to approach a situation? Maybe there are new ways to solve problems. I know when I think about the church and how so many people haven't returned to attending a weekly church service, what does that tell us? What do we need to be looking at and what are the opportunities in that. And I know that there are 10 other things that we could do as we're kind of reflecting on this. I just want to encourage you to take some time as you take some time to ruminate today for a few minutes. I would encourage you to think about what are some of the ways that this whole experience has impacted me? And what are some areas of things that I I probably need to let go of? Have you been holding on and and hoping for normal to return? In what ways is that realistic and healthy? And 
consider what are some ways that I, I actually need to let that go that is probably not going to come back, at least not in the form that it was. And to some degree, we have to make a decision to accept those things and to hopefully look at it and be able to see a different way, a new opportunity. And so my hope for you is that you can take some time to reflect. Normal is overrated. When we think about it, all of the most amazing things, the most amazing breakthroughs, the most incredible mountaintop experiences are completely out of the normal. They're not normal at all. They're actually extraordinary. And those are the things that we're so changed by and we're marked by. And I think that having stability and seeking um, comfort, there's nothing wrong with that. And clearly we need that in our lives. We need, we need some rhythm to our lives. We need a pace that is, uh, you know, somewhat steady. And that is absolutely great. And that's a healthy thing. But let's not pine for a time that we can't get back. We have to make a choice to allow what was normal to no longer be normal for us and to instead maybe reframe and redefine what we are hoping to get to. Rather than normal, maybe we hope for healthy. Rather than going back to uh, the life that we had before, before 2020 happened, maybe we look at what is a new pace for me? What's a new opportunity? Take some time today, ruminate, think about that. Reflect on what you've learned and the areas that you're ready to move forward. I'm praying for you as I'm walking through this process myself. Take care. <music>